God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I am joined by the lovely Leonora Kravota. Hello, lovely Leonora Kravota. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm good. Now, do you notice the color of my outfit? It's red. It's red because today is Women's Heart Health Day. Hmm. So people are supposed to wear red in support of that. (laughs) Okay. Do men have a heart health, heart health day? I don't think so. <clears throat> well, so, you, but the prop, but the reason why I think women have it is there is not an awareness that women die of heart attacks as well. There's not a. It, it, I think have, there is. I, well, th- th- I think they felt they needed a day. So, so we need, uh, you know, men need a, a heart health day. Yeah, just well, like um, you know, uh, I guess the the month of February is Black History Month. All right, right? Is that true? It is. Okay, and they're talking about Justice Thomas not getting any love. We've it talked more, about that. <clears throat> it seems more political than anything else. Because last I checked, Native Americans don't get a history month. Huh? Uh, in fact, what they're doing with Native Americans is they're trying to destroy the legacy and history by liberals poop, uh, pushing so far to, uh, you know, advocating so so much for... The Washington Redskins to change their name to the Washington football team or, you know, basically uh, trying to tell the Florida State Seminoles that they can't ride a horse out into the 50-yard line and throw a big spear into the into the uh, middle of the field. Or that if you're in Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs, and you show up at one of their stadiums, um, that you can't wear war paint. You know, like a young buck. You know, decides to put on some more paint and have some fun with his friends going to an NFL football game. And they're not allowed to do it because somehow that's offensive to Native Americans like myself, who actually loves that kind of thing. And, you know, the idea behind all that is if you were to go to the Native American Indian Museum, you would see that when they open up the museum at the the Smithsonian operation, 
they they illustrate and point out so well, I mean, just right in your face, how much Native Americans have influenced marketing and products and corporations. And so the only way that Native American Indians are going to thrive or survive in terms of legacy or history is if we get uh, access to or at least support and assistance from the billions of dollars that the NFL puts out in NFL jerseys for the Redskins or the Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians or the Atlanta Braves and the Tomahawks and all those things that get sold are great, great awareness uh, for the Native American Indi- Indians and their legacy and their history. My father was a former uh, Native American Indian chief, and he said one of the biggest challenges was rewriting the history books to make them more accurate and reflective of what actually happened to the Native American Indians. And so there's a lot of good reasons why we should maybe have a, a history month as well, but we don't. And I just think it's political. I think that so is Black Lives Matter. You know, when they put the Marxist group who funds Act Blue and supports only one candidate, and it's sponsored by not only the taxpayers, the mayors like Mario Bowser painting Black Lives Matter. It's a a liberal, red, uh, liberal, Act Blue brand. Like Antifa, which when you typed in Antifa.com, it would go to Joe Biden's website, and then it went to buildbackbetter.gov, and then it now goes to the White House. And um, Black Lives Matter, which is uh, documented uh, that it is now run by a bunch of Marxists who hate America and support the uh, Democrat and liberal party, the uh, Act Blue organization, uh, they're financed by all these major league teams, these pro teams, and also the mayors of very liberal cities. And again, it's just so unfair. It's become very political. And I think that it <clears throat> divides America and destroys the purpose of the legacy of someone like Martin Luther King when you exploit these things for political Advantage. Well, you know, to, and to that point, uh, what you keep saying um, and what your father has said about the Native American Indians, when you start whitewashing them from, you know, the the images that the white people think are offensive, you, you're 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 taking the culture and you're diluting it and you're erasing it. Yeah, and that and that's the problem. And with regard to uh, Clarence Thomas, we talked about this years ago. The African American Museum in D.C. has a tribute to Anita Hill, his accuser, many years ago. But he is, but they ignore him. He's on. The, he, I, he's a sitting Supreme Court justice, Again, and has been just, for many years. I mean, know, he's got very little acknowledgement. Liberals can't seem to to play fair. They can't. They they don't want to engage in debate. They don't want to have a fair conversation about anything. And you take uh, last night, they rammed, ramrodded uh, some legislation in the Senate where it was 50-50 split. You know that when the Senate becomes a 50-50 split, no, it was and Kamala the, uh, Harris uh, has to... Let me correct you. It was the House. It was a, it was no, like, Kamala Harris weighed in on yeah. the 51. Uh, that was a yeah. another, another um, vote. Um, and there's just a lot of divisiveness in the Senate and in the House. And it makes me wonder where their heart is, where their agenda is. And um, and this whole thing about impeachment, 
you know, this, this, I guess it's what, February 9th they're going to start the impeachment trial? They're going trial? to start the impeachment trial February 9th. That's not unity. No, of I'm not, not feeling unity when that happens. Are you? No, of course not. I mean, for what? What did, what did the president, uh, what did president, the greatest president of all time, President Donald Trump, who supports the America First agenda, not the America Last agenda that is being perpetrated in in Washington now, which is the reason why they're all locked in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. The politicians right now are locked behind a wall. Yeah. A wall that they don't want to give to the American people, but yet they give to themselves. What are they? What are they actually protecting themselves for? They're surrounded by military uh, capital, military police. They're surrounded by Capitol Police. They're surrounded by fencing, walls, barricades, Jersey barriers. It's like a green zone in there. And who are they protecting themselves? If they were so loved by the people, what would they be worried about? Yeah. It's Last I checked, it's the people's house. They should keep the door open yeah. and allow people to come through. It's not very welcoming these days in Washington, D.C., but, you know, they're running the show by executive fiat because they don't want to have open, honest discussion or debate. And our liberal friends supported this. Yeah, uh, All of our friends and family that support this ought to be ashamed of themselves uh, for, uh, for turning a blind eye to the injustice of these executive orders and the dictatorship behavior of someone like a Joe Biden, you wonder almost, does he even believe he's going to be in office for that long? He seems to be in a rush. He seems to be a in a big rush, rush, a real rush to push these things through. And, and while that um, situation was happening, the bill that originated in the House and then went to the Senate with uh, Kamala Ta- um, Harris doing the tie-breaking vote, you had the Republicans trying to pass amendments. And there was something in what they call a voterama. So there were about 850 amendments that were voted upon, and 30 of them were passed. Well, and then or there was th- also 30 of t- them went to a vote. 850 there, of them were um, discussed. And then there was a debate about there was a debate about the stimulus package. Yeah, uh, where uh, the Republicans were saying if you make less than 50, and the Democrats were saying we want everybody to get the stimulus, yeah. if you, even if you make as high as 75, right? right? Which is the way it was before. Yeah. What if you make seventy five? Well, the what, the most recent package that passed it was seventy five for individuals or one hundred and fifty for a couple. Well, there's been a lot of people though that get the check and they don't need to. They're not in need, right? They, they just save get, it. They get the payment and then all of a sudden they just put it in the bank and save it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can I can I guess I can understand a little bit about all that, <clears throat> but they do seem to be in a rush. Um, a rush to reverse, and that's the trending ta- hashtag right now, to reverse uh, all the good that Trump did uh, with respect to immigration, with foreign policy, um, and so many other things um, that you wonder what the what the hurry is. It's almost like, does he even believe that he, does Joe Biden even believe he's going to stay in office for that long? Well, they call, you know, they're calling it the Biden-Harris administration. Well, Mike Lindell is going to be giving a One America News uh, presentation, naturally because he, he doesn't want to go um, on, I think it's Bob Bell or whatever the guy's name was from Newsmax yeah. that totally uh, censored um, censored uh, Mike Lindell on Newsmax. Mm-hmm. Newsmax is turning the way of Fox News. 
already. Yeah. They they haven't even had an opportunity to grow and thrive. Greg Kelly is their high high mark there, but there's an anchor there that walked off the set because Mike Lindell was telling his story about uh, the, what he knows about election fraud as it relates to the Dominion voting machines. Was Newsmax afraid to get sued like Fox News just got sued? $2.7 billion from Smartmatic and the Dominion voting machines? I thought that Smartmatic and Dominion, they were trying to distance themselves from each other. All of a sudden, uh, these lawsuits are happening against Rudy Giuliani, against Fox News, and against Sidney Powell. Now, Sidney Powell... You know, I don't know what she's... She's delivered nothing but the Kraken, which we know is a total uh, fraud. And so that's the Kraken. But um, but Mike Lindell has put together a really great presentation. And I thought that Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis put together a great presentation as well. But lately, there's been new stories that have coming out. Uh, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, their top story is something that they have as an exclusive. And again, this situation is... <clears throat> they got it. They got the TGP to uh, the Gateway Pundits to release smoking gun video from TCF Center in Detroit. Update. Oh boy, our report will shake the political world. Okay, so they they uh, spent months trying to get this tape, and they spent good money. They were being shaken down by, by the tune of $22,000 for a day's worth of video. So they only could afford to buy two hours of video. But the two hours that they wanted were the important ones. The ones in the middle of the night when the trucks showed up with the ballots and gave Michigan a spike that handed the state of Michigan over to Joe Biden in just one fell swoop, one quick Vote count. <clears throat> so the Gateway Pundit writes, as we previously reported on November 3rd, President Trump was shared, uh, was ahead of Joe Biden in Michigan by over 100,000 votes. The ballots count, the ballot counting in Detroit on election night took place at the TCF Center, formerly known as Cabo Hall. Cobo Hall? C-O-B-O Hall. This is the site where Detroit city officials put cardboard over the windows to prevent the GOP. Why would they do that? I don't know. Why would they put the cardboard over the windows? doesn't sound very American to me. In fact, if you were in Somalia, I think you'd be shot. But, you know, you're in Detroit where you can get away with uh, murder and, and election fraud and get away with it. Because you got liberals, Democrats, mayors running the show over there and and uh crazy crazy governors um like whitmer right observers from seeing in where poll workers were were militantly hostile to the gop observers and where hundreds of affidavits by election observers claimed they witnessed voter fraud hundreds hundreds of affidavits hundreds of people swearing now why is that not being, you know, treated with respect? At least three election observers testified in sworn affidavits that they witnessed vehicles delivering fraudulent ballots to the TCF Center early in the morning of November 4th. And until now, until now, no one has bothered to review the video footage from the TCF Center on election night. You say, well, this is spilled milk. Why, why haven't we been talking about this months ago? Well, they just got access to it, the Gateway Pundit. And until um, and so they, they had to pay for it. 
and they they got it. So the video can settle for one uh, for once and for all. How many people were in the TCF center, and is there a validity to the excuse that they were over the COVID capacity? The excuse they used to exclude the Republicans from watching vote processing. And why did so many Democrat poll workers bring in suitcases? Did they hide illegal ballots in them, like their colleagues in Georgia? Were the machines networked? Can we see the modem and the wires networking and tabulating machines as described by Patrick Kolbeck? And another question would be, who brought in what at 3.30 to 4 a.m.? Were, there ba- were they ballots, as the, the Republicans have said they witnessed? Or was it food, camera, equipment, as the media claimed? So Shane Treo and Jose Aliaga claimed there were ba- they were ba- these were ballots. And they swore affidavit to that fact. Was there any security keeping people out of the building who did <clears throat> not have credentials to get in? Were there other ex- unexplained ballot drop dumps? post the 8 p.m. deadline for ballots as several other witnesses have alleged. If there were, they got to be thrown out. In Wisconsin, uh, the Supreme Court voted that uh, about 150,000 votes were tainted and deemed invalid because these people were using COVID as an excuse to, for absentee ballots. And they said that COVID, uh, any pandemic, uh, was not in a good excuse or a valid excuse. That's that's in a, uh, 150,000 votes right there that uh, in a state where there was a 20,000 disparity, you got to look at that and say, well, that's significant. Was Nick, the co-owner of Dominion Voting Services, present on site, as Melissa Caroni has said? And were GOP poll challengers being ejected for making good faith challenges or were they refusing to wear a mask? We'll see. We got the tape. So the Gateway Pundit requested the TCF video back in December. The TCF Center tried to quote us over 22000 for one day's worth of video. We requested two hours of video. This week, we were sent the request, requested video. We have waited er, nearly two months for this video. <clears throat> and after our initial review of the TCF security video, we can assure you we have evidence of illicit and likely criminal activity, and we have it on video. We hope to release our first report of many today. Today's the day. Yep. Today, on Friday. Please support the Gateway Pundit's documentation of Michigan voter fraud. And um, there's a give, send, quote, go uh, button for them. Yeah. Update. Our report on Friday will absolutely shake the political world. So they just added that. Yeah. Okay. That's their top story. Now, why is this significant? Why is it that Mike Lindell has now waited until today and tomorrow where he's going to be giving uh, one of our listeners sent us something that's kind of interesting. And it says here. So uh, let's see. It's a, it basically says that One American News Network, uh, right here. So let's take a listen to this. I think this is just going to be a, a promo, but let's take a listen. 
Growing evidence of election fraud reveals that the presidency of the United States has been stolen from the American people. Join MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell for a never-before-seen report breaking down the evidence and showing exactly how this unprecedented level of voting fraud was committed. Watch multiple errands of absolute proof with Mike Lindell on One America. All right, so the times on this are 10 a.m. Okay, on Friday, February 5th. It's going to air at 10 a.m. Eastern. All all times are Eastern. So when you're in, out in the Pacific, do the math. Um, so it's going to be 10, 1 p.m. So every three hours, it looks like. Uh, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Every three hours today. <clears throat> 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. It's going to be uh, a presentation by Mike Lindell. And it's going to be about <clears throat> the absolute truth. Now, we got the ninth, right? So we got this um, this uh, this trial starting on the ninth. And that's Tuesday. All right. So you're going to have all weekend to un- unravel and put out this information. So, you know, speaking with um, a friend yesterday, and we were talking about this, and we were talking about how ridiculously stupid it is for the Democrats to actually be pushing forward with this whole idea of... Impeaching somebody who's already out of office? (laughs) Right. Well, they've already deemed that 45 um, Republicans have said it's unconstitutional. So they already know that they're not going to win they can't win. And Nancy Pelosi's been stressed out about it. And when reporters asked her what kind of witnesses she's going to call, she dismissed the reporters outright. So they want to do like an ambush of uh, President Trump. But the idea here is this. The worst thing that could happen as a result of a trial that 45 people have already deemed is unconstitutional is that it's going to fail and blow up in the Democrats' faces. And everybody knows that impeachment is not a unifier, it's a divider. Of course it is. And that the pr- approval ratings for Joe Biden, uh, the, the strong, the, the, he has a strong approval rating of 36%, a strong disapproval of 37%, and somewhere in the middle, he's not doing well. He's got a bunch Pulled of people numbers. that that, are, that aren't responding or kind of holding people, neutral. People are getting buyer's remorse. And people are up in arms about what the Congress is doing. And a lot of Democrats, you know, they were duped, I guess. Uh, I don't know how you could be so dumb as to vote for Joe Biden. People want, you know, their lives to be better. They want more money in their wallets. Well, that's what they want. They don't want this. I just don't know how you could be so dumb as to vote for a guy like Joe Biden, who didn't even campaign, who looks like something from the geriatric ward that can't string sentences together that is obviously reading everything that he says that everything that comes out of his mouth is a scripted writing and when it's not scripted if there is an exception he usually botches the sentence because he just can't walk and chew bubble gum at the same time and then you take a look at donald trump who's basically you know 
lives his life with the principles of doing the right thing. And he thinks on his feet. Did you hear about the whole thing with the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild? Yeah, go ahead he and said, tell us. He sent, um, this, uh, SAG had a meeting to uh, remove him from the union membership. So he wrote to the president of SAG, who is Gabrielle Cartieris. Do you know who that is? Gutierrez, yeah, from uh, Illinois. No, Ga- no, the oh. president of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, okay. Gabrielle Carteris. Do you know who that is? Oh, uh, no. She was on 90210. She played Andrea. Okay. Okay, so he writes to her saying, you know, I, I, that, uh, well, I write to you re- today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing um, and, uh, against union membership. Who cares? Well, I'm not familiar with your work. That's what he said to her. Yeah. I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Zoolander and Wall Street ne- Money Never Sleeps and television shows including Bel Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course, one of the most successful shows, The Apprentice, to name a few. And you know, and he kind of goes on about how he, you know, it, the union did nothing for him. And 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 this and this is what he does all the time. He points out the hypocrisy of what what's going on in the attempts to once again cancel culture. You know, when we were talking about the Native Americans and we we're talking about the African American community at the onset. Of the show this is another attempt to cancel donald trump they're trying to pretend he was never president and they're also trying to pretend he never had a media empire right by white white or remove his union membership well that that'll do it i mean no it won't yeah so here we are we got this trial and you wonder why it is that they're even bothering with the trial because uh, there's this little thing called discovery so when smartmatic and Dominion, Sue, uh, Rudy Giuliani, or even Sidney Powell, or um, you know Fox News, which they're doing two point seven billion dollars. It's a ridiculous number, um, and it's at that point they're going to be faced with discovery. But then I was talking with a friend, and we we're hashing this out, and we're saying it doesn't make any sense because they're already going to lose from the constitutional perspective. And given that they already knew that they were going to lose from the constitutional perspective, then even Rand Paul said, well, this is just going to be pure theater. So um, why even bother doing it? If you're not going to achieve the goal and it's just a waste of time and you're going to divide the country, why bother doing it? What is the motivating factor for the stupidity? And the answer has got to be somewhere in that it's done on purpose. Yeah. And, okay, so it's a risky high-wire maneuver that the Democrats are undertaking because they're more than likely not going to prevail. And in that case, the situation is um, that there's going to be discovery because they, they pivoted. They said it wasn't the words from the transcript of the speech that Trump gave in the ellipse on January 6th that did him in. Now, who's in control of the Capitol Police? Nancy Pelosi. Who is in control of whether or not to um, push this thing forward and put it on the Senate's desk? Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Remember that picture um, of, the, of the two of them? That, and people were making fun of them. It looked like they were holding a pitchfork. Yeah, after the, yeah they were doing the uh, a sat, a satire on American Gothic. American the fam- Gothic, the famous that's painting. right. Yeah, the famous painting. So they're, they've been really tight together, right? And working together to try to, you know, wage a coup against the President of the United States, uh, President Trump. And she also changed the 25th Amendment 
to, you know, she seems to be focused on overthrowing the power. Mm -hmm. That's what Nancy Pelosi seems to be doing. She's been focusing on the 25th Amendment, and they've been focused on that for years. And that 25th Amendment tweak that she was doing with regard to um, um, fitness for office had nothing to do with Trump. It had everything to do with potentially Joe Biden. I don't think she much cares for Joe Biden. And I think that she is going to be looking at herself as uh, the person that is going to get take for herself. I don't think she's. I don't think there's a lot of love between her and Kamala, Nancy and Kamala Harris. I don't think there's a lot of love between Nancy and Joe Biden. I don't know how you could even respect Joe Biden, and Joe Biden represents a lot of trouble. But to take Joe Biden down by himself puts Kamala in charge. And if that's the case, then you got Nancy Pelosi basically carrying the water bucket for Barack Hussein, the terrorist that used to run the the, uh, country. And so that's a case in point where I don't even think she has a lot of love for Barack Hussein. I actually think that Nancy Pelosi is more of a racist white supremacist uh, with a lot of the policies that actually advance the ball for um, the privileged white elite. Uh, she answers more to um, drug cartels with millions of, hundreds of millions of dollars or Warren Buffett's of the world than she ever would anything else. She's always been about the big money, Nancy Pelosi. And generally speaking, that's not uh, in the cards for um, a lot of the uh, uh, other other angles that she would be approaching. So here's the thing. I don't think she's that stupid. I don't think she's so stupid that she's going to wage that push this and advocate for this impeachment, working hand in glove with Chuck Schumer to where they're going to have this trial and they've already pivoted from it wasn't so much what he said in the speech that incited violence, mm-hmm. but it was the way he actually objected to the outcome of the election that incited the violence. Oh, that's interesting. Why is that interesting? It's interesting because they've accused the president, President Trump, of actually not accepting the results of the election. That's been the new argument. Yeah. And so they're going to go ahead and take the trial to the Senate and what do you think is going to happen when they wage that that accusation? When they launch that accusation at President Trump, what do you think is going to happen? President Trump's going to do what? What is President Trump going to do? He's going to defend himself. And how is he going to defend himself? He's going to say, well, the arguments that I made about election fraud have everything to do with what Jack Dorsey did has everything to do with the investments that Mark Zuckerberg made with voting machines in key battleground districts. It has everything to do with the algorithms of Google. It has everything to do with YouTube taking down all the conservative voices. But guess what else it has to do with? Oh, yeah, you guessed it. The New York Post getting censored for the Hunter Biden story. Don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. And when they do the trial, guess what's going to happen? Hunter Biden's going to be brought up front and center. Now, they want Trump to testify under oath. Do you know that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and James Biden never testified once under oath about any of the alleged crimes that they've done? 
the alleged crimes that they say that they've swept under the rug, that they, they say has been debunked by the media and has been debunked by other authority figures? Do you know that they've never testified, not once, they've not once testified under oath regarding the crimes that they've been alleged of doing? And yet they say that this has all been debunked. Well, how can you get it debunked without even giving testimony under a sworn affidavit? How can you say that it's debunked when you've never either sworn under oath that you didn't do it? So it's a, it's a BS, by, it's spin by the media, and now all of a sudden you got Lindell, you got Lindell, and you got all these other players, the Gateway Pundit, and all these other players that are got, getting access to tapes, and putting together the evidence, you still have Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and a lot of people with a lot of evidence, a lot of sworn testimony that can talk about not only the New York Post story that implicates Hunter Biden in a crime, but the mainstream media has buried these stories. They didn't cover the story. They didn't want to cover the story. They censored the New York Post. They censored all the Republicans and conservative minds that have talked about this stuff on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, and they've um, buried the story. You got Bobolinsky that talked about the fraud. So next thing you know, you could say, well, those were the October surprises. And the gift that they gave to the Bidens is an in-kind donation that's worth billions of dollars, worth billions of dollars, and that that's election fraud in and of itself on its face. So when you say that there's election fraud and you talk about the algorithms, you talk about the spikes in the middle of the night, you talk about the videotapes in Georgia and in Michigan, and you bring that all out into the election trial, I mean the uh, impeachment trial on the, starting on the 9th, guess what happens? That presents more problems for the Democrats than ever before. And I have been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that the way Nancy Pelosi would like to take things down is to take disqualify the election, to take them both down, to take not just Joe Biden down by himself, which would allow Kamala Harris to come in, but to take them both down by disqualifying the results of the election and making it so Kamala Harris and and Joe Biden actually get disqualified for cheating, for the being the benefactor. Now that would probably lead to another election in May or something like that. But what it would do also is it would put Nancy Pelosi in the Oval Office, and that to me seems like a, um, com- a conflicting um, co- a com- conflicting I, interest. Yes. A conflict of interest. Well, speaking of Hunter Biden, guess what the big news is about him? He's writing a book. He's got a book deal, $2 yeah, million. He's trying to it's, get the sympathy card. It's called uh, Beautiful Things, and it's going to focus on his addiction problems, although it will talk about his relationship where he fathered a child. But it's interesting. Simon & Schuster are publishing his book, but they are not. They declined to publish Senator Josh Hawley's book, which ended up going to Regnery. Right. And we got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, morning, guys. Good morning. Um, so, <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you remember when uh, when Trump gave that uh, speech on the on the sixth? 
Yeah. In what in DC? Yes, I do. Yep. Do you know that? Do you know that wasn't televised at all? Uh, I checked all, all the all the news services. I watched None of them it. were showing any of it. Okay, but I did watch it. I so. saw it on Fox. <laughs> it was televised. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what I'm wondering is, assuming that Trump does uh, go and testify, and assuming that he's allowed to present any of this evidence um what makes you think anybody's going to see it well i think that people are going to see it because i think that the liberal media uh loves impeaching the president they love the impeachment trial they love the accusatory um uh actions of the left uh and they love to pound flesh when it comes to donald trump so they're going to tune in like gangbusters. Now, they might only show uh, the liberals' argument, and they might cut away uh, when President Trump's uh, uh, legal team actually la- wages its arg- own arguments. But, you know, uh, you better rest assured that one of the key chief arguments is that President Trump incited violence by not agreeing with the results of the election. And he did that because he was making uh, a claim of election fraud. So the, his biggest weapon, his biggest argument, is going to be the part that the mainstream media does not want the public to hear. So I have to ask the question, why in the world would Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, knowing that they can't win just on the constitutional votes that have already been given, why in the world would they enter this arena knowing full well that they're not going to get the votes to prevent Trump from ever uh, running again, Trump will win. Trump will be able to run again. Why in the world would they do it, given the fact that the discovery could be so damaging to their party and to the uh, power structure that they already have in place right now, which is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? I'm just, uh, I'm just curious what, uh, what crisis they have planned to get the media to focus on uh, so that they can black out, black out this whole thing. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I think fires, that fires is going to be hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, shootings. What is it going to be? Well, they already did get the DHS. They already did get the DHS to talk about a ma- massive um, uh, threat, a security threat, and the DHS has already come out about that. And a lot of people on the right have been talking about that warning as being uh, actually a setup to you know, some sort of a false flag attack. And that's kind of an interesting little thing, too. We were talking about that two weeks ago. DHS came out with this coded alert that basically suggested that uh, there was a threat on our homeland that was imminent. And a lot of people were writing and saying, that sounds pretty convenient. We haven't had one of those in a while, and all of a sudden Biden's in office, and, you know, and we've seen these kind of... um, disinformation attacks uh, with regard to uh, taking place in the uh, Obama administration. So, you know, San Bernardino comes to mind. The Pulse nightclub comes to mind. Yeah. Well, you know, my my hope is that, uh, uh, that number one, he uh, is able to present it, and uh, number two, it's uh, actually seen. Yep. So... 
Yeah, you're, you, we, we, we are on, on board with you on that, and we want to see it. And again, I, I'm here to ask the question, why in the world would Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schimmer agree to engage in a trial that they know they're going to lose because they already saw 45 senators say that it's unconstitutional, and then allow for Trump to actually put forth the discovery on things related to Hunter Biden and you know and uh, and election fraud and there's a lot of this new information that's coming out that took a while to materialize whatever like what what the gateway pundit is revealing with new videotape that's surfacing today yeah who's going to be able to see that well you will how's that that going to be disseminated that's going to be disseminated on the gateway pundits website thegatewaypundit.com Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, there's a there was one one question I had. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion of like strategies and and possible motive motives uh, motivations. Um, you know, how to uh, defend against uh, these accusations for you know for Trump. I'm just curious if you know talking about these things maybe maybe kind of kills a lot of uh a lot of the argument you know because it it gives the other side time to uh you know formulate a, a counter counter attack oh the other side uh, you know, the other side on. knows what's going on it that's like that's like showing you know the underbelly of a b-52 bomber it's not like you know our adversaries have it's not like they don't have spy planes you know spying on us there's a, so well, much well we know they're we do know that they're pretty stupid and they're not very creative because they use the same tactics over and over for hundreds mm-hmm. of years. But uh, uh, they they do listen to these shows, um, you know they do. Uh, so I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering if maybe we're kind of you know giving away uh, stuff by by talking about this, you know, strategizing. I I, I doubt I doubt air, it. Um, you know, I I doubt it because uh, I think that there's a lot of smart legal minds uh, that are thinking of all kinds of different strategies and the concept of discovery is not a new concept you know so all right well I love your show thank you taking my call all right thank you so much for calling and um, we're going to do the unthinkable and we're going to actually bring (laughs) I'm just kidding Uh, we're going to bring Idaho Bob in uh, for a quick call Hello, Bob. Well, good morning. I uh, am I in there all right? Yeah, but you're you're staticky, so. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, I'm always online. I would say this as we see this uh, 1900 or whatever it is uh, stimulus. Uh, uh, as we watch gold and silver fluctuate, they reflect the actual buying power of the dollar and inflationary interests. I mean, we have distribution going on of the wealth, and uh, but I think years ago, you're aware of it, but probably most of your audience is not. Years ago, Nikita Khrushchev, who uh, followed Stalin uh, as a Soviet premier, uh, uh, told uh, at that time Secretary of Agriculture Ezra Taft Benson that his grandkids would be communists or socialists, uh, as they refer to themselves as the... 
USSR, you know, you're not a socialist republic, but whatever else, uh, uh, I think that, uh, as we see, these things go on now by a single swing vote of the vice president, who's uh, <laughs> obviously on the left side. I think we're forgetting the principle here, but, uh, 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 I mean, it'd be much more important uh, to provide extended unemployment uh, without without going on just to spreading the wealth around, because this will be an inflationary thing. Don't you see that? That they'll really lose uh, in in the inflationary. Uh, no, I see. I see a destabilization uh, of the world economy really based lose. on. Yeah, I see a lot of this. Yeah, that's that's a great observation. And I want to thank you for that. And I'm going to comment on that after. We're getting too much static from your phone, though. But then, anyway, thank you for calling, Bob. So um, basically, you know, I was talking about that with the, the friend last night. And, um, you know, the when they stimulate the economy, yeah. it weakens the dollar, right? right? And uh, there's a lot of things that go on with respect to that. And, and you know, uh, we're talking about the idea that, you know, also with the tyrannical governments yeah. and with the shadiness of, of our own government, right? The way things are being run and the way they want to target, you know, and censor uh, political yeah. groups, right? Yeah. It, it almost makes you wonder. It's like, well, if you say something, are they going to send the FBI over to break your door down? Yeah. Like they did Roger Stone's? Yeah. Or Paul Manafort's? Or are they going to try to trap you like they tried to do with George Papadopoulos? It seems like, you know, the bureaucrats and the socialists in government in D.C. Uh, have it out for the patriots and the conservatives and the Trump supporters in America, to the point where I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they already deplatform you and straight to your face. They say you can't say certain things. Facebook puts up a warning that says you can't even mention the word hydroxychloroquine. If you mention the word Eric Sierra Mella, the whistleblower, the two bit uh, whistleblower that made stuff up and waged a coup with using swine attorneys like Mar- uh, Mark Zaid, um, you-, you have to wonder. And losers like Alexander Vindman, you know, colluding with George Kent and these that bow tie guy, and all these different swamp creatures, um, where they were trying to overthrow a government, and they were the patriots somehow, you know, in that whole ordeal. Um, you, it's not a leap then to say that they would seize your bank account for saying something. Well, well, the, a couple situations like that have already happened. I mean, Bank Bank of America, Bank of America reportedly tracked a number of people who uh, purchased Air and Airbnbs in D.C. or oh, plane and two tickets. banks actually shut down Trump. Yeah, and right? two banks shut down Trump. I mean, there are a lot of things in which people are being monitored, and you have to, you know, if you came to D.C., if you were in D.C. on January sixth. There, there's now an, uh, a perception that you were there to be at the Capitol riot. You well, know, when when most of the people that broke in were actual registered Democrats. Yeah, and and then you got people that are in Congress lying through their teeth, like Ocasio Cortez, who basically said that she was fearful of her life when she was 
10 minutes away exactly from a, a 10 minute walk away from where the action was that she totally lied about what she was doing yeah and that you know actually she's stone cold crazy and she needs to seek some mental uh, help well, that's yeah. ocasio cortez yet you know marjorie taylor green who i support who said a, so, some uh, you know radical things maybe who knows I think that I support a lot of what she said. But Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene just got voted out as being part of any committee in the House. Uh, so this kind of Gestapo-like tactics But here's the thing. With, Mar- with Marjorie Taylor Greene, if she said a lot of – she said some radical things before she was in office. Right. What's, where is the equal justice with Elon Omar, who has said many of radical things and married since brother. she's been in office? And sleeps with her brother. You know, once you take an oath okay, – And had an affair. I think we need to make a distinction here. I'm not supporting some of the radical things that Marjorie Taylor Greene said a long time ago. But there is a distinction from when you take that oath of office – Yes, and and Elon Omar said a lot of. Well, how about Ocasio Cortez? Said a lot of radical, hateful things since she has been in office, and nothing has been done. And the lies from Ocasio Cortez, and how about Maxine Waters calling for violence? And she was clearly in office when that happened. You are. I want to. I want to make a slight segue. Do you hear what the Biden administration has done with uh, Trump appointees, like Trump political appointees that had babies right around the time of the transition or a month before? They got they their uh, paid leave was yanked. Wow! They were told wow. they were told that that the administration they had an expectation that it would be honored. We all knew that Trump, you know, reportedly was not the president in November. So people who had babies in December were under the expectation that they'd get this paid leave, and well, now they're being told they got to go and on Pompeo, COVID. And Pompeo's thrown down the gauntlet and said, you know. Uh, let's see what Biden, the, the Biden administration will do when China starts to sanction people like Pompeo yeah. and Rudy Giuliani yeah. and goes after uh, Trump supporters and part of the Trump cabinet uh, with sanctions. Let's see what the Biden response is going to do. Is he going to cower? Is he going to make America last? Is he going to bow to uh, Mother China? I think he will because he's that kind of a swineless swine and coward. Um, so we have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hi. Um, just real quickly, two things. One is, yeah, this is going to be a show trial, and uh, the whole purpose is to demonize Trump and patriots. But the other thing is, recall Nancy's um, photo of after she tore up uh, Trump's speech. And remember that coy little look as she clapped at him. Um, I heard this years ago about Nancy, that hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Hmm. And I think that's her heart. Yeah, though she has an hell evil heart. Hell has no fury no, let me ask like you. a woman scorned. I had heard that she made a pass at him and he rejected her. And I think that needs to be dug up because I think that's what's behind her heart in this whole oh, thing. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, now you, um, you've never called before, have you? What's your name and where are you calling from? No, I haven't. I'm, uh, my, I'm, my name is Cynthia, and I'm calling from the Pacific Northwest. Wow. And I've been, this has been bothering me for years now, especially after I saw, when I see that little look in her eyes, and girls, you know that look. Women, you know that look, because you've seen it before and you've given it before. Wow. That's that's all I have to say. That's an interesting take. Uh, Anyway, I read that. I read it or heard it uh, several years ago. 
But then after I, I look at that picture and I see, oh, hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Yeah, she was and definitely scorned. Wow. She, and, anyway, she's, and she's awfully yeah, thin-skinned. It's all a show trial. It and is. It's just to demonize him and to demonize us. That's all it's about anymore. Wow. Anyway. Thank I'll you so you much. Go. Thank you Thanks for calling. Thanks so much. Appreciate, appreciate right. you. <laughs> and likewise. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, we like it. She, when has we a get... ni- she has a nice voice. I liked her voice. She <laughs> sounds like the Pacific Northwest, right? <laughs> so if, if the Pacific Northwest had a voice, it would be... Uh, Cynthia's voice. Cynthia's, Cynthia's voice, which is kind of interesting. Um, so in any case, um, hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I, I haven't thought of that one, right? Yeah, no, I haven't that's thought a, of that either. You know, it's a, you know, they say politics makes strange bedfellows, literally and figuratively. So, tiny group of never Trumpers is running an ad next week on Fox News attacking Trump supporters, and Mitt Romney is going to be at the head of that. And of course, um, we are uh, really making advancements with regard to MAGA PAC. Uh, we want to thank everybody that's been buying the My Pillow. Uh, if you want to buy the pillow and support uh, Mike Lindell and also support Red State and the Scott Adams Show, uh, then use the code Red State when you buy your pillows and sheets and dog um, mattresses and they make they sell everything and we get a discount a blanket discount for everything yeah, yeah, we've using been doing the it code for a while. word red state and we've seen you know an increase in buys and that's just a testament to what Mike Lindell is doing uh, with regard to the Dominion voting machines again starting at 10 a.m. Uh, to uh, 10 to one it's every three hours one four and seven p.m. today on One America News. Mike Lindell is going to be laying out the case for voter fraud and these machines. Um, But we're taking the fight. We um, have already now incorporated and we got our tax ID number and everything is moving forward in a very rapid way. You're going to start hearing Um, more about it from us and what what programs we have planned. MAGAPAC.org is going to be and is is in development. Uh, BugleCall.org is in development. And basically, we are going to be targeting Liz Cheney, Lisa Murkowski, and Kensinger from uh, Illinois. Uh, those are the three sweet spots. We're also going to try to unseat Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania. We know that Toomey is going to be stepping down and running for governor. We're going to prevent him from get, winning the primary to be the governor of that state. And we're also going to be fighting tooth and nail uh, for the right kind of candidate to replace Toomey in Pennsylvania for the Senate. So we have our hands full. Uh, we know that we're working with Paul Preston to flip some seats in California, Larry Fries to take the fight out in Utah, and we have a large contingent in Philadelphia and in Florida to really take the fight home and change uh, the way that the look and the feel of the GOP uh from now until into the future. It's going to look like a lion, not an elephant. It's going to be more about what Trump has to uh, say and do. And let's just hope, too, that after this trial, that Trump basically is going to have another crack at the apple and and get his second term. In any case, uh, with that, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. My name's Scott Adams. 
My name is Leonora Provoda. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.